Hello, and welcome to the Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer, or Mid-East Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, James Dorsey. The rise of a critical mass of world leaders, including Donald Trump and Xi Jinping, and others in Europe, Asia, and Latin America, who are bent on shaping a new world order in their authoritarian and civilizationist mold, has given 1984, George Orwell's prophetic novel published 70 years ago, renewed relevance. Its graphic warning of the threat of a liberal and authoritarian rule and the risks embodied in liberal democracy are as acute today as they were in the immediate wake of World War II. In many ways, Mr. Orwell's novel that envisioned the rise of the surveillance state and the emergence of what he called newspeak, the abuse of language for political purposes and the perversion of the truth in ways that make facts irrelevant, could have been written today. The reality of Mr. Orwell's 1984 manifests itself today in the emergence of illiberal and authoritarian rulers across the globe and or the rise of aspects, or as in the case of China, the equivalent of the writer's imaginary omnipotent party that rules a superstate he called Oceania. The building blocks of the party's toolkit have gained renewed currency, a thought police, the dominance of Big Brother enabled by surveillance, newspeak and doublethink. Most alarmingly, elements of Mr. Orwell's vision no longer are limited to totalitarian regimes. Increasingly, democracies in crisis feature aspects of it too. The Fourth Estate, an independent media that holds power to account, is reduced to the role of government scribe in China, the Gulf, and other autocracies. The media is similarly on the defensive in democracies such as the United States, Hungary, India, Turkey, Russia, and the Philippines. Kellyanne Conway, Mr. Trump's advisor, revived Newspeak with her coining of the phrase alternative facts to justify demonstrably false assertions by the president and members of his administration. Newspeak also created the basis for the bullying and or prosecution, incarceration, and killing of critical journalists and shuttering of media. It bolsters assertions by men like Mr. Trump and Hungarian and Filipino presidents Viktor Orban and Rodrigo Duterte that mainstream media report fake news. And it allowed Mr. Trump to last year tell a Veterans Association that what you're seeing and what you're reading is not what's happening. Mr. Orwell's novel is couched in terms of liberal versus totalitarian. The reality he confronted as a Republican volunteer in the Spanish Civil War and post-World War II Europe. It was a time in which civilizationalism in the form of Adolf Hitler's Nazi Germany had been defeated. Civilizationalism is today alive and kicking among the world's illiberal 
and authoritarian leaders. It manifests itself in multiple forms across the globe of disregard for human and minority rights. Mr. Chi has reconceived the Chinese state as civilizational rather than national, with borders that go beyond its internationally recognized frontiers. Russian and Turkish presidents Vladimir Putin and Recep Tayyip Erdogan's differing versions of Eurasianism involve a civilizationalist worldview. Indian President Narendra Modi and Mr. Trump's seeming empathy for expressions of racial or religious supremacism, despite the U.S. President's condemnation of this weekend's killing of 20 people in a shopping mall in El Paso, Texas, encourages civilizationalism. Further complicating the world Mr. Orwell envisioned is the fact that the dividing lines between civilizationalist and populist leaders are blurred. Civilizationalist leaders are populists by definition, but not all populists think in terms of a civilizational rather than a nation-state. For now, that may not matter much in practice, with civilizationalist and populist leaders emphasizing their shared values. That common ground enables China to employ cutting-edge technology in its rollout at home and abroad of a surveillance state designed to invade virtually every aspect of a person's life. At the cutting edge of Mr. Chi's surveillance state is his brutal clampdown on Turkic Muslims in China's troubled northwestern province of Xinjiang. Mr. Chi has launched the most frontal assault on a faith in recent history in a bid to sinicize Uyghurs and other Turkic minorities. Mr. Chi, bolstered by China's economic and political clout, has so far gotten away with what some have termed cultural genocide, courtesy of a Muslim world that is largely populated by authoritarian and autocratic leaders who see China as a model of achieving economic growth without political liberalization. The clampdown is but one extreme of a global trend in which civilizationalism increasingly undermines minority rights, risking escalating cycles of violence and mass migration as a result of mounting insecurity and violence fueled by rising supremacism, Islamophobia, and anti-Semitism. The writing is on the wall. Hate crimes in the United States enabled by lax gun laws and Mr. Trump's racist outbursts are on the rise. Violence against Muslims increased dramatically in India, where 90% of religious hate crimes in the last decade have occurred since Mr. Modi came to power. Some 750,000 Rohingya linger in Bangladeshi refugee camps after fleeing persecution in Myanmar. Islamophobia has become part of Europe and China's reality. Jews in Europe fear a new wave of anti-Semitism. Illiberals and authoritarians pay lip service to democracy or advocate distorted forms of a rights-based system while either denying or undermining basic rights. 
Muratbek Imaneliev, a professor at the Russian Foreign Ministry's Diplomatic Academy and a former Kyrgyz foreign minister and ex-secretary general of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization, coined the phrase positive authoritarianism. Russian political scientist Sergei Karaganov expanded on it by putting forward an argument that would ultimately, in recognition of Mr. Orwell's predictions, allow illiberals and autocrats to throw any reference to democracy on the garbage pail of history. Authoritarian countries with their managed incomplete democracies can be better prepared to compete and govern in the growingly volatile world, Mr. Karaganov argued. Mr. Karaganov's reasoning suggests that Mr. Orwell's prediction, even if the Russian scholar envisions a less extreme version of the writer's fictional depiction, is the solution to the very problems generated by civilizationalists. There seems to be little in today's headlines that would bear that out. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. A written version of this podcast is on my blog, The Turbulent World of Middle East Soccer, at mideastsoccer.blogspot.com. Please join me for my next podcast in the coming days. All the best and take care.